Okay, with us today we've got David Hunter. He's a photographer, amongst other things. But I don't think photography is is, is that your main thing that you do, David? No, I actually I'm, I'm an engineer. I work on the Mersey Gateway project, and I've worked in civil engineering all my life. Uh, photography has been a hobby more than anything else, but certainly back in 1979 when I took all those photographs I was just a music fan that took my camera along to gigs and that's all it was. Brilliant and this is how you've come to our attention because photography appears to be um, something that's brought you certainly to our attention because there's a bit of a, an exhibition going on at the moment we've talked about that in a little while yeah tell us a little bit about yourself. I live in Warrington. Right. Uh, my parents moved down to Warrington when I was 11 and I did all my secondary school at Lim uh, and I went to Manchester Poly Right. So I've always really been more Manchester-based than anything else. I've since worked all over the country right. on various civil engineering projects. But I really, if I want to go out, I've always, even though I live in Warrington, I've been more Manchester than, than Liverpool, really. So. Okay, now back in the day, 1979, when you came to Poly, what were you taking at Poly? I was doing business studies. And photography was just an interest? Yeah, it was. I started when I was at school. The school had a camera club and asked for a couple of some new members to join. I joined. Got the, got the bug. Uh, certainly when you're sitting there in a the dark room looking at a print coming up in front of your eyes, there's a sort of magical quality about that. And that's that, that really never leaves you, even though nowadays I do everything on a, a large format inkjet printer. It's still the thought of having the image just appear before your eyes over a couple of minutes is just, it's almost like magic. Where did the interest in photography stem from, do you reckon? I don't... Uh, it was just something that happened at school. It was a case of... I wonder if it's the sort of thing that would interest me and I think possibly the technical side with it developing and that was interesting. I seemed to found I found I would have an eye for it. Or I did a lot of uh, work on the construction sites and people have said to me in the past, how do you know when you're going to take a, a good photograph? What, what is it you look for? And to be honest, I don't know. Right. It's just something that happens. There's a load of flashing lights go off my head and that's when I press the shutter. Um, yeah, I'm amazed by this instinct that you have because we all take pictures we all take photos all the time and mine are terrible and I've read things about tips and this that and the other so is it experience or just you I'm know does that help the more you take the better you get yes because that's the old that's the old I think it was Arnold Palmer quote who was on a golf course and he knocked a he chipped in off the green and somebody called him a jammy so-and-so and he said you know something the more I practice the luckier I get yeah. So there is a degree of it in that. The more you practice, the more you take the photographs, the better you will actually be. A lot of that is down to technique. And from what I'm doing with music, because I'm more of a music fan than I am anything else, I'll listen to the people. I'll watch how they how they perform. There's a, a friend that I've got, a guy called Steve Pilgrim, who's Paul Weller's drummer, and I, I follow Steve around all over the place. Right. And I know there are certain songs that he'll open his eyes on because he always seems to so there's certain little things like that and I'll just ah. keep my eye open for things like that so you, you're learning about your subject and you're waiting for those yeah. moments and in the meantime you get to listen to loads of great music along the way I don't I mean I don't take my camera along to all the gigs that I used to do back then a lot of my photographs now is essentially construction photography, civil engineering. I've got a health and safety background, so I don't take photographs that somebody says, ah, we can't use that because the guy's doing this wrong, the guy's doing that wrong. Right. I've got that sort of knowledge to be able to take a photograph 
and nail it with the first couple of photographs. Wow. I mean, it's certainly a lot easier these days with digital. I mean, those photographs I took back in 1979. It was a second-hand Pentax Spotmatic camera. You didn't know what you had until you opened the film, until you opened the developing tank. Right. And looked at the negatives. The first gig I went to was Eddie and the Hot Rods, and all the photographs came out. Mm -hmm. Wow. The next gig I went to was the Skids, and I was thinking, God, this is easy. And they were at the, uh, the Russell Club, and I saw them at the Stranglers the previous year. Go and see them again. And I got about 18 photographs, and the negatives weren't exactly that good. And at that point, I think it knocked my confidence a little bit. I went, oh, it's maybe not that easy. So the techniques now and then must be completely different because the cameras are so different. The actual technique of taking the photo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I effectively learn on black and white film and also colour slide where there is very little exposure latitude and you had to really get the photograph nailed when you took it. Yeah. I mean, although that exhibition is predominantly black and white photographs, the photographs of the jam are colour. Right. I've converted those. The ones I've not included are... There's other concerts I went to. I was a big fan of Russia at the time, Canadian heavy metal band. I've got a whole load of colour slides that are way better than anything else that I've probably taken there. But it doesn't fit in with the idea of the theme because I've tried to include mostly Manchester gigs. Yeah. Mostly, you know, bands that I saw in Manchester at the time. I, so I've tried to keep the theme like that. I mean, I've, I saw Motorhead at the Free Trade Hall the night after I saw Kate Bush, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I'd done it the other way around I'd probably never heard anything of it but that was one loud concert but I couldn't take my cameras to Cape Bush anyway because I think there was big no videos no cameras Motorhead it doesn't fit with the, the theme yeah I think I saw Sammy Hagar with Def Leppard as a support band at the Free Trade in about the June a couple of times I went to gigs and I didn't take the camera I saw Joy Division in the May didn't take the camera there I saw The Pretenders in the August didn't take the camera do you ever regret not taking it? yes because there's guy, Martin O'Neill, he took his camera along to the, the Joy Division gig at Bowdenvale Youth Club and Martin, I think, was a press photographer and he got hold of a really, really good photographs of Joy Division. I was scanning the negatives in and you've got the photographs of Tubey Army and underneath that I'm looking at the, the negatives, doing them all in sequence because this was like the last film and I'm kicking myself because I d didn't have any photographs of Joy Division. I look at the photographs at the bottom going, hmm, that's Steve Diggle uh, off the Buzzcocks because I can recognise off the negative. When did I go and see the Buzzcocks? So, <laughs> on, on to Google. Good God, they played two. They played two gigs at the Apollo back in uh, October 1979, and I actually spoke to a lady last week at the exhibition. That was a very first ever gig. She said, oh. "Wow!" It was like I couldn't believe that. So I'm going, "Oh God, enjoy the vision with a support band." I didn't get any photographs. Oh, I was kicking myself. Yeah. Uh, and then right at the back end of the Tubey Army photograph. I saw the guy, hold on, there's a guy holding the mic with two hands. Pete Shelley was playing the guitar at the time, so I just let it scan in, and it was a photograph of Ian Curtis, and I just went, oh my God, I can't believe this. You got one. Well, I've got two photographs, and I don't know what it was. Everything was just right. I mean, I've blown one of them up to A1, which is bigger than the size of your, your desk there, and that sits in my wall at home now, and that's just like... That, that's an exhibition, that one. Yeah. There's one I've put online, and one that nobody will ever see unless they come along to the exhibition and have a look. It's all fascinating, isn't I it? I know, yeah. So talking of which, obviously there was a great love of music going on. Yep. And it was obviously the, the music was the magnet and that's what was, was attracting you. And the camera either came or didn't come along with you, depending on whatever mood you were in or whether you could afford any film to put in it or whatever the reasons. Yeah, that's, afford the film, yeah. 36, and, and a lot of the film, a lot of the time, I just took 36 photographs. I mean, colour slide film at that time was about, goodness it was about I think it was about four pound a roll it would cost me four pound to process it and I know my my jam photographs 
I've got 12 that came out of the 36. Two I'm actually really pleased with. The one of Bruce Foxton is pin sharp. And I've subsequent, one of my friends I've subsequently got, I found out that he was at the same gig and must have been standing about, I don't know, two foot away from me. And I've only, I've, you know, I know, I've known the guy since then, so I, was, I didn't know him until about three or four years ago. He said, hold on, I was at that gig. There's some tying up I need you to do for me. How does a guy firstly leave all those photographs? We're going to say undiscovered. Obviously, they're not in, undiscovered in your world because they, they are your world. But how do you end up hosting an exhibition in Eccles? I'd always known I had the photographs, and every time I've moved house or moved around, because I've worked all over the country, I've always kept all my negatives. And this was a this is a tiny little. If, if you go if you go on Instagram, my Instagram page, uh, I've, I've created an Instagram site called Seven Months and Seventy Nine. Everything is Seven Months and Seventy Nine. Yeah. And the second photograph on there is this blue negative album. It's about A4 in size, quarter of an inch thick, and I've always just carried it around with me. And I went to see Steve Pilgrim, Danny Thompson up at Ormskirk, and I'd been looking for, and I'd taken some really good photographs when I saw Steve down in uh, the Half Moon in Putney earlier on in the year. And I'd blown them up, and I just got, was going to take and ask Steve if he could sign some for me. Opened my old portfolio case, and my jam slides that I thought I'd lost were in it. That then gave me a bit of a kick over Christmas to go to Theos, because Mark that I know that was at the concert, I scanned him and sent him down to him and he went, God, these are really good. And that then gave me the kick then, well, the scanner's there, let's have a look through the old negatives. Uh, friend Spanner, I know he was a specials fan, I went to see the specials with Spanner when they played Liverpool, uh, not last year, the year before. So I got a couple of those ones. And they looked really thin negatives and I was surprised as to what I was able to do with them digitally now, as opposed to anything else. And that really started it going. I put a couple of them on social media, and one of my friends said, you really need to print some of these out and have an exhibition. I uh, said, well, there's, there's one Eccles approach, the gallery in Eccles. So it was a process of scanning them in and finding what I'd got, and then got to the stage where I'd, I thought I'd got enough photographs. So I phoned them up and said, is it okay to host an exhibition there? Yeah, come along. How many of you, I'll, have, I'll, I'll take an entire wall. Uh, so I've, I've got 18, there was 18 I was quite pleased with at the time. I've subsequently got that, I think I'm up to about 36 posts on Instagram now. I reckon at the end of the day there's probably about 50 photographs that I'm happy with. There are about 250, 300 individual negatives, some of which are full of scratches, some of which are out of focus. Because I was, I was only, I, I paid my way into the, I was just a member of the audience. Yeah, so you, you're, you're, yeah you're a young guy just having fun. Yeah. And so that the fact that the photographs came out, it was just my sort of record. Uh, and it's only the fact that I've got looked at them now thinking, goodness, some of them are sharp, some of them well exposed. Let's just do something with them. So really, from my point of view, it's a case of try and do a bit of good with them. So I've done the exhibition. I've said if people have wanted to buy, buy prints, I've kept it down to 20 quid for a, an unmounted print, which will fit a, a frame that you can buy from either a, a certain Swedish furniture store yeah. or, as I've said now, as I've said in the, Eccles, we just go to Wilco's, uh, <laughs> uh, and that, that's, that's the whole idea, just to keep it affordable more than anything else. Because if, if somebody wants it, and I'll I'll sign them all and start just so if somebody's got a little piece of history, they can frame themselves or do what they want with. It's quite brilliant because at the time that you're actually doing this stuff and following your your hobby, for want of a better description, <clears throat> you don't actually realise at the time that we're all on a journey through life and the older we get well the more nostalgia becomes all the rage doesn't it so I yeah. suppose a lot of the photographs that can be seen at the seven months in 79 exhibition are going to trigger a lot of memories for people they do as well because it's very interesting because the lady that I was talking to that 
the Boscocks were was the first ever gig. Just speaking to her and a couple of the guys that were the sk the Skids fans that came down, it helped me remember more because they had the conversation. Of, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember standing on this side and doing that. So it's from my point of view, it's, it's bringing back a lot of really good memories for me. Uh, I mean, the, the only sort of claim to fame I could ever really have is that when I was at the factory, uh, my friend Chris worked there, and one night he's on the DJ booth, standing talking to him. Next minute, this guy pushes past me hands this LP to Chris. I look round and it's, so that's Tony Wilson. Oh. And he then handed Chris the white label copy of the first Joy Division album oh, and wow. just said, play this. And I'm still going, that's Tony Wilson. And Chris is sitting there with this thing, just with Joy Division written on it and Magic Marker going, oh my God, I've got this. We, we, we couldn't get on the turntable fast enough. Yeah. But that was just like a normal night at the factory, just. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is absolutely fascinating. So how long is it? Obviously, it's running till the end of the month. Second of June, I think it is. Okay. So, um... What do you, you think is going to happen? Have you got loads of interest? Have you had loads of people coming through? I, I, I'm interested in what's going to happen beyond the exhibition. I, I, well, I, I've not got any plans, to be honest. I mean, at the minute, I've, there's those photographs there. I will, at some point, get them all up on a website so people can see them, see more of them. Uh, ultimately, if I could find a bigger space to display more, I would love to do that. Just to really show them off to people. And I mean, it's the first time I've ever hosted a photographic exhibition. Yeah. It's the first time the photographs have been seen properly. I did a board back in 1979. I actually found a print. I was I was looking for a magazine, and I came looking behind my wardrobe, and I came across this big board that's about AO. I think it's double elephants, the old size. And I'd actually printed off some of the photographs, stuck them on the board as a sort of montage. And I'd forgotten I'd even done that. And wow. Yeah, I mean, I might, I might bring it down to the exhibition with me. I mean, I brought my old Pentax down uh, last time. I found the contact, I've actually put an Instagram, I found the contact sheet from the Ian Jury gig I went to. Right. And because that was the Apollo with good lights, a lot of the photographs were really good and they came out. Uh, I posted one up in colour the other day because I, I went to watch uh, watch Wilco Johnson on Saturday. Right. And Norman Watt Roy, who's the his bass player, was also Ian Jury's bass player. Okay. So it's like, oh my God, this is this guy and he's he still looks the same. He's still an absolutely phenomenal bass player. Uh, but it's just the case of put these up and I found them again. So if there's things like that, I'll take them down. I mean, I've been to go down there. I've got all my photographs on my iPad anyway because the guys that came down that look at interested in the skids ones, I've only put two up online, but I showed them the rest of the ones I've got. And a lot of it is work in progress because there's a lot of scratches, there's a lot of dust. And each photograph, it probably takes me about half an hour to an hour just working on it to try and get yeah. it to the stage that I'm happy for other people to see it. Other people might be quite happy to go, yeah, that looks okay, but sorry, I'm a bit it's of a sort of... quite labour-intensive then. It is, but in fairness, if I tried doing that in the dark room, I could probably be there for days just working on one negative. Okay. Do you know what, though, Jen? When it's a love, it's not labour-intensive. It's a lot of hours. It might be a lot of hours that you're enjoying what you're doing. Yes. I get that completely. But I think it takes a special kind of patience. I'm not sure everybody's cut out for it's a labor it. Labour of love. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm quite happy sitting doing things like that. It's just a key. I, I, I'm the sort of person who just sit there and plod away and just trickle. And all of a sudden you're there going, ah, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Listen. In summarising this fantastic, very interesting chat. Yeah. Seven months in '79. It's on at the Eccles Community Art Gallery. It's on through to the 2nd of June. It features the fantastic photographs of David Hunter. 
David's been chatting to us today. Part of the community art gallery is that the whole idea of it is that it's an opportunity for any artist to engage with people and get a bit of feedback. Yeah. Uh, and part of the deal is you come along and you help man the exhibition. So there's other people have got, there's some lady that's done some really nice watercolours. We were hanging them the other day. I bought one straight away. It's a lovely one of a robin. So there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And I encourage anybody to come down. And because we are, we are there, you can ask the artist, and the artist gets a bit of feedback as to what the yeah. what, you, what you think about it as well. So it's a it's a great space, uh, and I'm just really happy to help support, maybe even publicise the fact that the space is available for people to just show anything. Absolutely, and in return, we'd like to um, obviously publicise you and what you, what you're doing, which is it's been fascinating. Thank you very much for taking the time out to come and have a chat to us today. Hey, no worries, uh, David Hunter. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.